I am fired up to talk today with former NFL wide receiver, award-winning filmmaker, and Web3 visionary, Kyle Prater. Welcome, Kyle. What's going on? What's going on, Ben? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for being here. And I, I learned so much just uh, researching a little bit about yourself and your background. And uh, I, I came across this quote from your dad, and he said to you when you were young, if you quit now, you'll be quitting for the rest of your life. And so I just kind of a multi-part question there. Like, what's that quote mean to you? And as I, I have a four-year-old and I just tried constantly instill the perseverance and pushing through and like, just tell me about that and how that uh, means and feels to you. Um, I mean, it's for me, man, when my dad, you know, at an early age, you got to think about, you know, sometimes things go over your head, you know, one ear out the other. But um, for me, when he said that, if you quit now, you'll be quitting for the rest of your life. Um, it really stuck with me. It stuck with me because I haven't quit anything that I've started since then. Um, I remember that day at practice, we were running laps and it was called, uh, it was called like dead man laps from one of our coaches. We ran all around the neighborhood and I was wondering like, why are we running? Like we continue to run all day in practice. Um, but then, you know, I came home and I was like, mom, I want to quit, you know, cause we just, all we're doing is running. But I didn't look at it from a standpoint of like, there's a reason why we were running. But my dad didn't even let me get to the reason because he said, look, son, if you quit now, you'll be quitting for the rest of your life. Anything you start, you must finish it. Um, you'll, be, you'll create a reputation of starting something and quitting. And you don't want to create that type of reputation. So from early age on, I, mean, I just, just remembered that all throughout my life, even to where I'm at now, um, transitioning from football, um, something that I was forced to let go. Um, I wouldn't look at it as, as if I quit. I looked at it as if uh, God opened another door for me to tell stories and and be a visionary and do things that I probably wanted to do my whole entire life, but I never quit. You know, it was definitely hard starting off, you know, with this, but yeah. I, there were times where I wanted to like, you know, let me go back to playing ball, you know, doing what I always know, but that's what we always comfortable. We always comfortable with doing the things we always done and we, we get comfortable, we get stagnant in that state. But for me, it was like, I looked at it as a challenge and, um, and now six years in award blessed and been able to win some awards. And now I'm meeting guys like you, um, you know, it's, it's amazing to see where, what it's taken me. That's awesome. It's such great advice. I hope your dad doesn't mind if I, uh, take that and pass that down to my, uh, my little one, uh, you know, as well, but you mentioned the journey, your journey is, is, is great. And it's really a journey of like a dream coming true, right? Like everyone wants to play in the NFL. You did it. You went to college at USC Northwestern. And then before signing with the saints in 2015, just tell us a little bit about the journey along the way and, you know, getting into the league. Uh, the, the journey, you know, it was definitely uphill battle. You know, I, I take, you know, we talked about, you know, Tom's journey and how to get to where he's gotten to and seven rings and coming from being undrafted. And, um, you know, my, me and my mom always talked about like, you know, Tom's draft day picture and just seeing like you looking at that person at that time and now seven Super Bowls later, it's like, wow, you know, that's the same thing for me. It's like, looking at a kid that, you know, was once highly touted to come out of high school, number one wide receiver in the nation, all the injuries hit me once I got to college. It was like the backwards version of me for, you know, looking at Tom's right. story, but like I had to get to the top and then fall with all the injuries and go through adversity and opposition uh, to rise back to, to the version of myself where I'm at today um, as a storyteller. But uh, man, if it wasn't no journey, man, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be nothing that you appreciate. You know, I appreciate everything. Now I think Tom, I think the reason why Tom keeps going is like, you know, you appreciate it because that process, you know, we love the process. That process for me is what keeps me going. So I learned that along the way. 
Do you feel like now kind of off the field, do you, you know, and I, we can talk, we'll talk more about your production company, Chasing Greatness, but do, are you enjoying the process of this more than maybe you did in the NFL, partially because you, you know that, like, you just got to enjoy the process because you don't know how long it's going to last, but also, like, there's obviously less pressure, I'm sure you're feeling now, than you were feeling in the NFL. Um, you know what, I, I think I enjoy it now more so than anything because my hands are on it. It's not something I'm forced to do. It's not like, I'm not saying that football was forced, but it was something that you was always controlled by someone above you, whether it was coaches, GMs, owners, um, it was always somebody pushing you, uh, which is great. But I, I think more so now is that I, I have my own company. I started my own company. Um, I'm the founder. And from that point, I left the league. No one has been waking me up other than God waking me up. I have to set my own schedule. I, ha I have to want it. And so refinding like that, that love for something else outside of my first passion, um, I, I think I just fell in love with falling in love again, you know, with something. So, and I, and I yeah. think that's the most beautiful thing about it is that, um, you know, the second act, you know, rest in peace to Kobe and, you know, Thomas in his second act while still in his first act, which he's already preparing, which is super cool to see. But um, I like to be known as from what I'm doing today versus what I've been, you know, known for my whole life, you know, being under that media microscope. Um, you know, I've been on it my whole entire life and now to be behind the lens and tell other people's stories, but still being in that light, it's a little bit more balanced, you know? Yeah. So let's talk more about that, uh, you know, second journey here, 2016, you started chasing greatness productions. I, I'd love to hear all about it, what you're up to there, you know, just so this uh, audience here at Plainfield can really understand and potentially find ways to collaborate. Um, you know, I think. You know, the company right now, Chasing Greatness Productions, was started in 2016. It was my last year. 2016. Yeah, cool. Um, and, you know, from that point, you know, I picked up a camera for $1,500 at Sam's Club. And, you know, I started shooting my sister at a forest preserve. And it was just something to just, you know, make sure I have something to do in between whether when teams was calling and giving me workouts and trying to get on a team. But I remember my last workout, funny, was with the Patriots. And one of the guys, the scouts that I met with was asking me about what am I doing back home? Like while I'm training, like what's some things you're doing? At the time I was substitute teaching, but I was also taking pictures and starting, you know, chasing Greenwich production. I elaborated too much on that. And he kind of like, you know, you know, wasn't really trying to hear me in that moment. I felt like it was just wanting to be eat, sleep, shit, football, excuse my language, but um, I understand that now. And sounds very there. Patriots. Yeah, sound very Patriots, you know? <laughs> Very um, bill, billish. Um, yeah. But, um, again, I think, you know, I didn't look at it no way. I know it's a business, but I knew right then and there, man, I want to have my same business being run, run that same way. You know, have it just be focused on that. I don't want to, you know, so that's where I'm at. Um, you know, right now, today, we're in the NFT space. Um, you know, I just, like you mentioned earlier, Web3 Visionary, been working on a collection called The New Athlete. Um, and what that is, is basically what I am, today, that second act, that athlete that um, doesn't get recognized for the things that they are probably more passionate about other than the sport, um, things that are our escape and um, the Kobe's and the Tom's, you know, us, you know, starting our own business and, and, and being visionaries outside of the game. So that's what I've been working on in the NFT space, storytelling collection to tell all our stories in the same fashion that mine was. Yeah, and you also, I know we talked quickly talked before, but you have a podcast as well. Yes, I do. It's called the New Athlete Podcast. Awesome, and that's on Apple and all that. People can check it out there, and yep. we'll make sure we actually include links to um, 
all that. So do you have a favorite project you've worked on since uh, starting Chasing Greatness Productions? Um, I think one of my favorite projects I'll have to say was the one that kind of, you know, let me know that I was able to be in this space and have success and not have uh, imposter syndrome was when I shot for Nike and we shot Kevin Durant. It was uh, 2018, I believe. And it was fairly early on still. Um, yeah. But uh, we shot with Spice Adams. We did a short piece um, where he came here in Chicago and we collabed with both, both brands, Spice and, and KD. But uh, I was a director and a cinematographer behind that project, editor, producer, everything. And uh, for Nike to like take my lead and, you know, I'm sitting, remember, I remember we was briefing KD in the back room at the McCormick place for the EYBL. And I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, as a former player, it really struck home for me, you know, cause um, I thought about like, man, I wanted to be in the NFL play 16 years, but that's probably not what was my, was my uh, path, what God wanted for me. And to be in that moment, still dealing with athletes, Kevin Durant, one of our favorite, you know, greatest, one of the greatest of all time is going to be in the future. So to be able to brief him and he listened to my direction and spice as well. So it was, it was amazing. That was one that was my favorite project. That's cool. One of the projects I saw that you did uh, during the COVID isolation was uh, samples of life. Tell us about that. Cause I, I thought that was really cool, you know, during an interesting time in, in the world. Uh, samples of life, man, was like you said, it was during an interesting time in the world. And I think it was needed. Um, we all went through the pandemic together, March, 2020. I remember like it was yesterday. Um, yeah. The world stopped almost. It felt like it just paused. And, and I felt like we all in our own little time of period that we had with, with our families, with those, our loved ones, significant others, single, alone, whatever it was, we all had something we had to deal with. And for me, it allowed for me to tap into a whole side of me, another side of me, my artistry and my storytelling that, all right, man, you got to tell these stories. Let's talk about what's going on. So I propped up camera, my camera in the uh, living room. Um, and I've been shooting from like 2019 up until when we released it. But uh, I was producing music. I mm. like to sample music. You know, I chop up samples at night. I got like tons of chops I be making and I haven't released all my music, but for this reason, cause the Web3 space, I'm ready to bring it all together. But I, I told a story from that whole time up period up until when I released it. And it was just a film about life experiences, what we all went through, me chopping up the beat me voiceover and it just bringing you on a whole little roller coaster ride of emotions. Um, but I'm talking to you like I'm talking to you right now. You know, and I think yeah. that's been my gift to just talk to people without actually talking to them through my lived experiences. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, you know, as I hear you talk about kind of production and the creative side of things and, and getting behind the camera. It's like, I just feel like there's like, it literally just hit me now. There's just this common theme between a lot of guys and it's actually been obviously most of my network is NFL, but a lot of guys like I'm finding you love to get behind the camera and love to maybe I don't know if it's an escape or it's some sort of kind of meditation and seeing the world through a lens. But I don't know what is it like about seeing the world behind uh, like you know the camera or the lens. You're literally the probably like the fifth um, NFL athlete I've spoken to that does some level of whether camera photography something like that. You know what I think it is. I think we've been on the camera our entire lives. And now we have the, the power of being um, behind the lens and tell the stories of our experiences through other people. Mm -hmm. And we can see it, we can, we can, we can like 
culminate that. We can pull that out of people because we've been on it our entire lives. And I think, other, uh, um, secondly, I just think we want to just be, get out of the scene sometimes. You know, we we be on it so much, it takes so much out of us, you know? I'm pretty yeah. sure you know this and Tom can attest, it, it takes a lot to be the the superheroes that we are and to be out in public and have people look at us in this, this light. It, and, and you have to always operate in a certain fashion. So um, being behind the camera, I can like be myself all while, you know, just still just like not losing myself along the way. Yeah, it's really cool to see. It's fun to kind of compare and hear other guys' opinions on that and, and what uh, creativity means to them. But I'll, I'll kind of going back to the field here, I, I know you've, you know, doing a ton of coaching and working with a lot of youth football players, especially wide receivers. And what's it been like for you and how rewarding is it to work with some of these young athletes? Man, it's super rewarding. Um, I get joy out of it. I feel like I'll be blocking my blessings. And if I didn't give what I've learned and known my whole entire career, back to him, I have to get back to him. And I feel like seeing these guys have success, seeing these guys, you know, I got a kid by the name of Justin Taylor committed to Wisconsin. Um, had this kid from when he had goggles, he was eighth grade, he came looking like Horace Grant to our camp. You know, but I, I joke with him about this all the time, but like I've had him since I left the league. And I was able to, once I left the league, I immediately went into that role of coaching and my filming and everything, but um, watched him grow and to, give these kids confidence. I speak to these kids in a way that I relate to them. Um, you build relationships with them. Um, I think for me, man, it's, it's satisfaction, man, like to the most degree, you know, just to see these kids actually go out and have success. And like, aside from the performance, you see them growing in life too, you know, cause they watching me, you know, they able to watch me. They've been watching me since I left and then it's like, we grow together. So it, it's been cool. Yeah, obviously impacting the youth is in your DNA because I know you're pretty heavily involved in the community, whether, you know, Chicago or other, but I know there's a um, youth impact program. Like how can us at Playing Field support you and the community and what you're up to there? Oh man, we, we would definitely love to support. You know, I think having you guys name on it and being a part of it just in terms of just knowing who you are and the who you've worked with and, and the brand that you built, um, these kids need to see that. You know, I'm actually working on a camp right now in July um, that we can definitely kind of talk further on and be in partners with. But uh, it's a camp that's not focused just on performance and having coaches come, but also giving these kids education and onboarding them to like the Web3 space and NIL, because I think NIL has been great in terms of getting these kids the value that they uh, deserve. But I kind of feel like the kids are losing themselves in terms of like, um, they're getting paid all this money, but they don't know what to do with it. Not enough knowledge. They just getting these deals and sponsorships, but like actually disconnected from the team. You know, some guys aren't getting it, you know, so that's going to create envy, you know, amongst the locker room. It's like yeah. they're not even in the NFL yet. So like, yeah. I would love to have something where we have conversations with these athletes and AMAs um, in real life events to actually speak to them and talk to them about these things that they're about to experience because they already damn near <laughs> getting to tread like NFL players already. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I really appreciate the time today. I, I like the transition from an athlete to the business world is not an easy one. And a lot of like, you know, high percentage of guys just don't have that like smooth transition and, and really have turned their second career into what potentially is and is bigger than the first. And so huge congrats. You probably don't get enough credit for the, for that transition and what it takes. Cause, uh, 
it's definitely uh, definitely a shift. So um, again, thank you for the time. We're, we're like super excited to see what you're up to in Chasing Greatness Productions and you know what, what's coming up next there. And we'll be following along, man. So thank you. Man, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate you guys.